All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes. How's it going on, everybody? How are you? Happy Friday. Hope you all having a great start to the weekend. If it sounds a little different, it is because we are doing the first guest interview on the May I Have a Word podcast. And since uh, there's a pandemic going on, not sure if uh, you guys knew that. I know the state of Arizona has not heard that we're having a pandemic yet, but uh, we are socially distancing ourselves here in Los Angeles. And I'm currently at a very beautiful park in uh, Valley Village, North Hollywood, uh, with Miss Andrea Sixtos of Aero fame and Islos fame. She was Zoe, crime fighter on Aero, CW's Aero, and she was Miss Jocelyn Ramirez on Hulu's Islos High. So allow me to uh, join the other 10 people that listen to my podcast and say welcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, welcome, Andrea Sixtos. Thank you. How are you? I love being outside. So <laughs> this is an, like an ideal place to hold any sort of interview. All right. <laughs> All right. So before we get into your badass crime fighter, your sword, uh, I don't know how to say it, but you were you were you were surgical with the sword and arrow. Before we get into those <laughs> loves, a uh, little bit about yourself, a uh, little bit about the bio. Where does Andrea's story begin? Where do you hail from? Okay, I was born in Hayward, California. Um, Northern California. Hayward, yeah, Northern California. Um, And I have three sisters, no brothers. Um, And yeah, we we lived there till 2003 and then we moved to Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, that's where the whole, well, we started doing like modeling and like we were in the industry back then too but um we really got to starting like being in the actors here in LA are all like how how close in age are you and your sisters we're all really close in age actually um between my younger sister and I I'm second to youngest uh she we're like less than two years apart um and then next up two years apart and then between her and my oldest sister four years so oh dang yeah yeah (laughs) close in age wow very close in age we're all very close period like we have really great relationships do they all still reside here in the los angeles area yes yes actually live with my younger sister (laughs) very nice and before that i lived with my older sister (laughs) gotcha and uh yeah my my oldest sisters with her, her kids here uh, in the valley as well. Now you grew up in Northern California. Do you hold any specific ties to any sports teams in the Northern California area? I'm a huge baseball fan. So um, I grew up loving the Giants. Interview's over. Interview's <laughs> over. Interview's over. I'm a, I'm a Dodgers guy. This is a Dodgers <laughs> podcast. You cannot say those words well, on there. Well, you asked. Yes. <laughs> You're supposed to say A's. You say the A's or although, even like a minor league team. Although I did my first like legit like baseball game experience was at the A's game. Was okay. an A's game. But um, over the years, I began really enjoying the Giants. Can't so. believe this. <laughs> Horrible. Um, all right. So um, 
So you are not the only actor, actress in your family, mm-hmm. correct? Uh, correct, correct. Uh, we were all very heavily involved in it, like for many years. Um, my older, I mean, my other two sisters who were involved with it, um, they uh, they've taken a break, mm-hmm. so they're not really doing it right now. But um, yes, we all like basically grew up doing it together. Um, yeah, we had a we had a great support system within a uh, yeah within our little group. Yeah, it was awesome. That's very cool. That uh, like you you guys are very lucky because the majority of people that come to Los Angeles to become an actor and actress they're they go home alone. They they're doing this all on their own. So you guys are very lucky to have you know you guys is there and able to not only be a support system but you guys know what the what the lifestyle is like you know auditions and the life of an actress yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh for sure um well we always had someone to read with you know to practice with and um we always usually had when we were kids the same auditions mm-hmm. so um always going to auditions together and you know, traveling from school to auditions. It was just a normal, normal thing. Very family, cool. Family affair. <laughs> um, what, what was it for you that, as you said earlier, uh, planted the seed? What, what made you, yourself specifically, mm-hmm. be like, that's what I want to do? Well, um, I always wanted to be a model first like I I was always just gravitating gravitated to to modeling and so my mom ended up getting us in print modeling when we were really young I was 10 years old when I started doing professional modeling and um and so that's really like what got me comfortable being in front of the camera um I was constantly at photo shoots um for like Sears and Macy's and Mervyn's when there was a Mervyn's. Mervyn's, wow. Yeah, way back when, right? Yeah. Um, and and then, you know, it was kind of like a, a, like a, it's like, like, wow, they're, they're, they're actually really enjoying this. You know, my other sisters, they were also kind of doing it, but I was like mainly the one modeling back then. And, um, uh, my oldest sister was in like plays and stuff and she would do her own like commercials and you know infomercials and like fun videos and stuff and and so we would love like watching her do that and sometimes she'd let us be in her videos and stuff and and then you know one day my you know in 2003 my parents kind of sat us down and had a serious talk about whether or not we wanted to pursue it like professionally like acting specifically and um you know we just kind of uh it was like a a family choice to move to LA and pursue the arts that's really amazing that your parents did that that they sacrificed what they had built up in Hayward yeah, like my dad had a business out there. He had to completely ro- relocate. It took him a little while, but it was a big sacrifice for him. Like my mom, she was a stay-at-home mom, so she, she like we were her main focus, which was amazing. Right. Um, 
to where she had the time to actually dedicate to us and our careers as children, which is crazy. Wow. We kids, we had like careers, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Like, were you guys like telling your mom, be like, mom, I have to be ready. My meeting is at this time. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she always knew my schedule. She always, she was like my mom, momager, like, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, but. Did you ever get mad at her if she took like wrong side streets on the way to an audition or something? <laughs> no. Our biggest thing was like, after auditions, we always wanted McDonald's, and I don't know, it was it was so terrible. McDonald's is so bad for you, but <laughs> it was like a treat for us after auditions. Hey, wanted. the crap we <laughs> ate as kids is the reason why we're gonna survive coronavirus. <laughs> If we ate that as kids. Right. I know. Yeah, exactly. All the stuff that we ate. I know. All the candy and all the just horrible MSG-filled stuff that we ate as kids. And I am, like, the most healthy person now. Like, uh, like I was never... I, I was never... I never had ill health. Mm-hmm. Even as a kid. Like, even as a kid eating all that crap that my mom... Us. It was just like so crazy. We yeah, weren't there, health conscious at all when we were kids. <laughs> There's a running joke that that I have. It's um, I always tell people that Gus never gets sick uh-huh. because I. It's like I never do, and it's like I don't want to tempt the gods. But it was you know, it's like I'm like I'm fine. It's like I've you know, I'll get the flu maybe like once every five years, and you know, and it's like that's it. I'm good. Yeah. But you know, now I'm like really health conscious on what I eat, like. I haven't been to a McDonald's in eight years, maybe yeah. eight years. And that night was like a drunken mistake that I did it. So I'll use that as my excuse. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, we're a lot, a lot more health conscious the older we get. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so, so you and your family or you and your sisters, um, you know, have been in the acting game for a while now. Have you ever found yourself in a position where you were going up against one of your siblings for the same role? Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time we're auditioning for the same roles. Um, And, you know, but we also, like, we're very supportive of each other, um, where if one of us booked a role, the other would be like, great. You know, it's like... uh, Especially when we got older, you know, when mm-hmm. we were able to, like, you know, just, just be happy for, because we love them so much, we want to see them happy. And, yeah. And there was never any, like, scar and, and r- like, rivalries. yeah, there was n- no, like, Lion King type of, like, sibling rivalries, right? No, I mean, of course, there was, like, maybe, a, like, a couple of instances where one of us booked something that the other really, really, really the role that we really wanted and it's like right uh, it's like it's a bummer but like we get over it you know and in the rare instance you've actually been able to act along with your siblings right yeah 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 yeah. um i think the first time i was uh, the first time i ever acted with alicia my older sister was in a short film we did a short film as sisters together which was fun. Um, <laughs> Did you guys have to do any like pre-work to see what that was like or anything like that? Um, <laughs> we did. We definitely rehearsed a bunch, but <laughs> that was a fun one. Um, and then come, what, 2014, 2014 is when 
I booked East Coast High. Um, but my sister, so in the, for the second season, but in the first season, my sister Alicia was a series regular okay. as well. So, um, but our characters were kind of acquaintances. They didn't actually have like scenes together, mm-hmm. except like maybe one time did they interact. But, but we're on the same show, which is cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister's name's Alicia? Yeah. That's my mom's name. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, so you guys did East Los like all the way until the very end, or did one of you guys depart before the show ended? Um. Well, uh, Alicia's. So my character jumped in the second season all the way to the end. Yes, and then Alicia's character, she, she her character wasn't as prevalent in the, the seasons uh, the seasons two through four um, she but she kind of like popped in and out um, yeah there was there was a lot of politics that one oh okay but, <laughs> well welcome to Hollywood yeah <laughs> um, so she's still doing her thing and you know like um, but, well Alicia is like an artist all around. Oh, really? She's she's a phenomenal painter. She's ridiculously talented with painting. Um, like she had, she did a series of Frida Kahlo paintings that are just breathtaking. Um, yeah, and yeah, so she she focused on that a lot. She's fo- she's focused on her art and um, she's taking a little break from from acting right now, but coronavirus forced us all to take a break from from like from everything. Yeah, we're all waiting for the green light to hit again. Yeah, um, she actually just got married. <laughs> oh, congratulations! Yeah, congratulations, yeah. Mazel Tov. Yeah, she's super happy. Um, well, hopefully that she still is. She's happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you, like you don't want to get the phone call four months in and be like, I'm bored. You want to go hang out? Um, uh, so, um, you are, uh, are you still doing anything during this time frame that the industry has been brought to a halt? Have you been like, you know, sharpening any other, you know, tools that you may have? Um, when, when the lockdown happened, I just honed in on music. I play the piano, and the piano has been something that's just kept my my mind at at ease and, and and my soul peaceful. And it's also just been something to do, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I'm not bored. <laughs> Are you teaching yourself, Bryn? We stumbled upon the Fast and the Furious set, apparently. Um, uh, have you been like teaching yourself songs that you like have always wanted to learn? Are you trying to do songs that you never thought you'd learn? It's funny, actually. I have a favorite artist um, who I've been learning his songs since I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm a Taurus. I, I like sticking with things that I know, but <laughs> but um, his name's Jan Tiersen. Okay. And he did, he's a a French pianist, and 
he uh, he did the soundtrack for Amelie. Okay. And Amelie, I saw when I was 19, and he it blew my mind. I was just like, oh my gosh, like all of these songs are so beautiful, and you know, I, I had already known how to play the piano, and so I just like dedicated so much time to just learning his songs and in this pandemic I've been able to learn like probably three more of his, his songs gotcha yeah. are you are, are you gonna do anything like just like quirky like learn how to play Sweet Home Alabama or something like that <laughs> um, or are you just gonna keep it to like the classical and to like you know I, that I, genre I, I mean I played a Coldplay song recently which one uh um, was it Paradise? No, no, no. Oh, okay. It was um, Fix You. Okay, all right. Yeah. Very nice. So that was a little out of the box for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I love Coldplay, and Coldplay has beautiful piano on their songs. What's funny about that is, is that um, years ago, I was introduced to uh, these uh, these two guys are called the Piano Guys. And I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them, but they do like... Um, they'll do uh what are they called like not remixes but you know when they when they copy someone else's song I'm, the words escaping me right now oh um they did uh paradise they did the coldplay song paradise um but they did it with this i think he was he was a swahili singer and they went to monument valley and they performed on top of one of the big pillars of statues in Monument Valley and it's just the three of them Whoa. and it's just and, and they're surrounded by a helicopter that was like like just videotaping them as as they're playing Paradise with with uh, two pianos and uh, this Swahili singer he had like this bamboo stick that he would flip upside down and it's got like the beads that fall down throughout the big piece of bamboo and they sing Paradise in Swahili. Whoa. And it's called Peponi. And Peponi in Swahili is Paradise. Cool. And so I will show you the song when we're wrapped here. I would love to. Yeah. But they're called Piano Guys. And it's two guys. And they play like top 40 songs. But strictly piano. No lyrics. This was the only song that they've ever made that had lyrics. And it was in Swahili. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So, like, that's what I was saying. Like, like, have you done anything like outside? Because when everyone does, you know, piano, you know, they learn, you know, like the classical. They learn, you know, the Mozart's. They learn all that, which are beautiful within themselves. But it's like I really enjoy, you know, people. Because I've also got this, uh, this guy won America's Got Talent, the show. He he won it, and he was a pianist, and he played like normal songs. Like he, like one of the songs he did was Sweet Home Alabama, which is why I said that. And he played it in a way I've never heard before. So, like, I love the piano. If I had the fingers for it, I would have done it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, so I didn't. Yeah. Um, so, getting back to it, you are doing the pianos now. Um, do you do you find yourself, like, trying to get, like, looking back over maybe past auditions or projects or something where it's like you felt that you weren't like your best and you like find yourself trying to like strengthen your acting skills or your vocals like enunciation speaking or anything like that um yeah i like reading out loud okay um 
I, uh, yeah, so that just like strengthens my pronunciation of my words um, and also just, just, just keeping my vocal cords tuned. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, with, with every role, I mean, of course, like, I'm my own worst, worst, cri my own worst critic, but I, um, I never, like, with every role, I just, yeah, I, I just try to be present and, and do my best, and, um, yeah, I don't know, I just... <laughs> <laughs> do, uh, uh, like, I'm, like, it's funny because, um, because... I had a real nasty stutter when I was a little kid, and so how I got out of it was by reading the dictionary, but I would read it out loud, and that stuck with me ever since. So whenever I read stuff, it's like I read it out loud, and sometimes I'll be reading something, probably not the best thing to be reading out loud, like I'll be like reading about like, you know, like some horrible news story, and I'm reading it out loud, and I'll like there's like kids around, and I'm like reading about like a double homicide or something. But it's like reading out loud helps me, um, not only in my speaking ways, but it also helps it because uh, the stutter that I had, it's like I learned that when you're stuttering, the words process a lot faster than, than, like, than the voice box can get them out. So that's how you get catch yourself stuttering. So it helps me reading out loud, helps it to slow it down all in unison, and I can just easily just go about the ways and the words and everything that follow through. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. It was uh, one, like, one of my episodes I went in detail, and I won't depress you with it um so you've got your your like your family here do you guys do like family game night do you guys all get together or do you guys you know right now we can't really get together we've done um like all of our birthday the birthday season for our family just passed so birthday season yeah yeah you guys all have them together like close pretty, to it pretty much except just Veronica, she's in January, but everyone else is like May to, you know, like June. Yeah, May to June. Any of them on June 19th? No. Okay. I was wondering, I was like, I may have to fight one of your siblings or your relatives <laughs> to have that day for myself. That's my day. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, so we've had like birthday like drive-bys to where we could just get to see each other that way and also like with zoom calls mm -hmm. which is great but before the pandemic um yeah my my sister my oldest sister loved throwing parties she loves throwing parties mm -hmm. and so we saw each other pretty pretty often and i always go over there to <laughs> see the kids and stuff oh you got nieces and nephews yes i have two nieces two nephews and they are just bright lights them so much. Very nice. I, I understand the feeling. I got an older nephew and a niece who is like, every time I see her, it's like she's smarter than me. And she is, uh, she's is going to be six this year. And it just seems like she's going to be 16. Mm. But it's like, I love her and everything. And she's, she's my princess and my queen. I got a godson. Uh, he's going to be eight this year. And he is, uh, he's light years smarter than me. Like, like when I was his age, I was still, you know, like running into walls. And he is just like, he's going to be a CEO one day or create something. Yeah. Like, it's like, I, like I see kids these days and I'm like, I don't like, I'm like, well, where, where was I? Like, how come I wasn't that smart at that age? 
a lot quicker and everything on their toes. Totally. They're so witty and funny they, and do, smart. And... Do they happen to have the, the acting gene in them? Do you see any creativeness in that area? Yeah, actually. Well, I mean, they haven't really done too much of it, but they are interested, especially my oldest um, nephew. He's, how old is he? He just turned 14. Um, my sister, she didn't want to like force them to do anything. Mm-hmm. Just kind of wanted to just wait to see if they brought up wanting to jump in. And finally, yeah, he did. He was just like, I think, um, I think I want to get some headshots done. <laughs> and I want to <laughs> start auditioning. And so, um, yeah, he's he's auditioned and he's just kind of getting his feet wet. Letting them find their own path. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Like I, like I, I've, I've always, you know, like I've always found that to be very. Um, I don't know if powerful is the right word, but when a parent is going to sit there and be like, "Hey, I want you to do your own thing. I want you to be that person." Mm-hmm. A lot of us that come from traditional backgrounds, they'll try to pitch and hold their kids from like day one and be like, "No, you should do this. You should right. do that." It's like you know, it's like, hey, if you want to go off and be a lawyer, be a lawyer. If you want to go off and be a janitor hey man be the best janitor you can be make sure you've got the employee of the month right you know so right right um so with your parents obviously no longer being you know driving you guys to auditions now your parents are enjoying their twilight years together and all that mm-hmm. my parents are separated um didn't but... see that one coming in there <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right <laughs> They, um, they separated a few good years ago, um, which um, was for the best. Um, but they're still very cordial, and they get along very, you know, they get along very well. And they actually, to this day, are on and off living together. It's just, it's just an interesting dynamic. Cause it's, hey, they're all hey, they're, hey, you know what? Hey, know. It's like, hey, you know what? Then that just means, you know, the love maybe still there. You know, hey. You know, I mean, that's that's an interesting dynamic. Um, uh, I I have uh, who was it? I think it was Matthew McConaughey's parents. Uh, I recently saw an interview with him <laughs> because they were talking about the way his dad died and Matthew McConaughey's parents um, divorced, got married and then got divorced again. And then when they died, they were dating each other. They were dating each other. And what was funny is that they were talking about the way his dad died. His dad died having sex with his mom. What? Yes. How old were they? Uh, They were in their 60s. They were in their 60s. God bless them. They were in their 60s. That's really young. Well, I mean, you know. uh, Like a six-year-old man grew up, you know, like in an age of where it was like, you know, 12-year-olds were allowed to smoke probably, you know. True. It was a day and age where you could smoke on an airplane. True, true. But... But no, they were like, like they were like, they got married, they got divorced, got married again, then they got divorced, and then they were dating. They were boyfriend and girlfriend wow. at, at like at the very end. So it's like each relationship has like has its crazy dynamics. For sure. That for you sure. know, so it's like God bless them. You know what I mean? If you guys aren't plotting to murder each other, then hey, then you guys are good. Yeah. You guys are good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you grew up in Northern California. Do you ever like? take any trips back up there do you ever you know yeah yeah i love 
driving back there. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to visit. Um, I have a lot of family there. Um, a lot of uncles and aunts and all my cousins. Um, and the last two times I went there, just solo, just me, staying in an Airbnb, just kind of visiting oh, nice. some family. And, um, yeah. Do they, do they, you know, treat you like one of their own or do, or do they refer you like, oh, here comes Hollywood? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Because, um, you know, like I have cousins who are like huge fans of Arrow. Like my uncle is also a mate, a huge fan. And so they kind of geek out asking me questions and stuff about uh-huh. it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I just think it's so cool. Um, uh, have you ever been sent photos of people that dressed up as you for Halloween? No, no, that has not, that has yet to happen, but when it does, that'd be a pretty epic moment. <laughs> that would be so cool. Because, because you get, because, because I've seen through Instagram and everything like that, that people send you fan art and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is really sweet that people actually take the time of their day to, mm. to draw me and I, I love, I love saying that. It's, it's the sweetest thing. How was it being that badass, you know, in Arrow? I felt like a badass, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Um, it was a really, really fun, fun, fulfilling experience to be on the show. Um, it was like, it's really like a dream role. I mean, the... It was a dream role of, of mine that I didn't even realize that I wanted. Like, it just kind of manifested in my life. Um, and it was better than I could have ever imagined. Yeah, it was, um, it was fun. You know, I got to, to, to do, a, you know, I trained a bit just on my own with, like, um, you know, martial art, well, kind of martial arts, like kickboxing mostly and boxing and... Um, I learned a little with the bow staff, and then of course I had my epic scene and uh, with my sword fight in, in season. What was that? Season eight. Um, now, how was that? How much training did you go through with that? Did you have like a specific, you know, uh, swordsman, swords lady? They like. So my body double is also just this super super badass stunt woman and so she was the one who always like trained me um but for that fight sequence specifically um i didn't actually know what i was going to be doing until that day so they kind of just were like okay you have like half an hour 45 minutes go out and and teach her how to do this i was like Thank God I'm a quick learner. Right, right. I am a really quick learner. I'm very athletic, luckily. So, um, yeah, we just drilled it over and over and over again for, you know, close to close to an hour. And and then they threw me in front of the camera. <laughs> and action. And action. Um, so, for, for those that do not know, spoiler alert... You are no longer on Arrow. Correct. Well, the show's 
yeah. done. It's, yeah. it's completely like nobody's on the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Zoe's character did end up, you know, getting killed in the third episode of the eighth season. But she ends up being, you know, every canary who dies always ends up coming back to life. You gotta rise up as a phoenix. Always, always, always. So, um, because right now, this I, I truly believe will not be the last that Arrow has, has seen. So yeah, I don't think so. So there is. Yeah, there's. Am I safe to say that Zoe shall be gracing our presence yet again? Well, she came back in the the last uh, in the ninth episode, which was the the pilot backdoor pilot for Green Arrow and the Canaries, which is very cool and she comes back as basically like a just a new version of Zoe um, she's not a vigilante in this episode you know in this in this timeline mm-hmm. and um, she's kind of just living a normal life as the mayor's daughter you know um, mayor's daughter played by Mr. yes Renee Ramirez, Ramirez yes but um yeah 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 he's super cool i love i love oh, rick renee so renee is like his character, character name. name yeah and his real name is rick gonzalez rick, rick gonzalez, gonzalez. Yeah. um so pretty much so after the pandemic and quarantine is over you'll be back to kicking ass yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If it gets picked up, that'd be such a blessing because, yeah, my, my character is established in the pilot, so um, I would be involved in some way, and uh-huh. we shall see. Just waiting on it. What was Zoe's uh, main weapon of choice? Well, she's always holding her bow staff. I mean, she barely uses it, like, in, <laughs> ever, <laughs> but she's always holding it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she used it, like, for reals once in the yeah eighth season um epic first first episode i believe where did you guys tape those did you guys tape those around los angeles or did you guys have like a home studio we were in vancouver vancouver shooting. yeah we're, we're in british columbia on um, location huh? on location some was on location most was in studio wow yeah beautiful up there so beautiful I every chance I had a lot of downtime like they would sometimes bring me up there for like one two days or like to work two days but be there a week so like I had so much time to go explore and hike and I'm such a nature gal so I loved it it was was awesome Uh, um, so you are safe to say a seasoned vet in the acting world you know you know what it's like to be on set you know what it's like call times and lunch time and oh, all yeah, of that yeah, yeah. how was it your very first time being on set yes um gosh sorry i asked that question way wrong how was your first production experience you know like first production experience well was that for like like i'm talking about like how like as like an actual character like for like islos okay um it's really cool i mean you get treated really well um you know going to the to fittings is exciting you get to like check out what your character is gonna wear and you know um and how was that character how was jocelyn ramirez oh so fun 
she's she's very dear to my heart still to this day because I feel like when I played her I grew so much as a person you know she was this strong activist who you know who who actually she spoke up and spoke out for for people who didn't have a voice and um, and she was also just trying to she was finding her place in the world uh, as a lesbian who came out in high school with um, Catholic living with her Catholic uh, grandparents mm-hmm. and um, them really not understanding her at all when she came out and um, so having to like stand up for herself and say you know this is this is who I am and this is and either take it or leave it um and and so just like being able to like live that uh that to breathe that sort of life into into her was such a blessing and I grew a lot because she had you know speeches and stuff and you know like me I was really shy when I booked that that role to be honest I was I was still really shy I was I I honestly hadn't really found my voice and and so so I was able to just like kind of evolve as Andrea playing playing Jocelyn got you very very cool and um and uh so that show spawned I mean like so many other great great uh actors and actresses as well like you sh- like you shared this uh screen with many others uh yeah. do you still carry on friendships with any of your former co-stars or anything like that for sure yeah um Vanessa Vasquez is one of my closest friends and she played Camilo on Islos which was um she's hol- she's hysterical to follow on Instagram I love her to death she's my homegirl i I don't know what I would do without her. Um, but, yeah, she's she's the closest one. Oh, also Rick. Rick Mancia. He played uh, Diego. Um, and he's also a really close friend of mine as well. Um, yeah. That, like, like, that's what I always, you know, enjoyed seeing. It's like, it's like the friendships. They're not just, like, you know, like a lot of Hollywood is like a facade. You know, what you see is not really what goes on. But it's always... It was always great to see that when I was, you know, working in that area, you know, it's like some of the actors and everything, they would like leave set together. They'd go hang out. They'd go to, you know, dinner, restaurants or whatever. And it was always great to see because it it provides a lot better of a, like, a work environment because it's like, you know, for those that may not understand, you know, this is just like, just the way that people work in an office all day, they go to lunch together, they go back. This is like your guys's, you know, office and everything like that. So it makes the work environment a lot better when you guys are able to, you know, just go hang out together and go do those things together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was like, it is like kind of like high school. It's like, (laughs) okay, you go to class and then then you get let out in between class and you hang out with your friends and then you go. Do you guys ever play pranks on one another? Um, there weren't very many pranks that went down. I think, um, that, that I was involved with. I know that uh, there were some other tricksters on the cast who liked to trick each other, but (laughs) you have this smile that I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) You flooded someone's trailer with like whipped cream or something. No, 
I, I do know that like one of um, a, a trick that it was a prank that wardrobe played on one of the guys he's just like he plays like the bad boy you know on the show and <laughs> he's just like this big buff guy and um you're just making yourself the target right there alone like when you're the big bad guy on set yeah <laughs> they ended up like putting in his trailer for his wardrobe like a bikini or something it's like okay time to change wardrobe change and he came out like what the heck is this see that would have backfired if it was on me i would have came out in that thing being like let's roll <laughs> that's how much of a of a uh of you know uh um uh, uh what's it called when, uh, what is that type of actor called when you're like um very very strict actor Oh, like a method? Yeah, method actor. There you go. Yeah. That's how much of a method actor I would have been. I was all <laughs> like, the scene calls for a bikini. I will rock a bikini. <laughs> uh, but we all know that's not the truth. I would have I would have ran from set. I would have quit that day. <laughs> um, so you keep... Now, now that acting has been, you know, pretty much pushed to the wayside for the quarantine and everything like that. Have hey, you I'm kind of back in the game a little bit. I'm auditioning again, which oh, is really? awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I went out for, you know, I had a couple of auditions recently, which was, felt really good, felt really good to uh, jump back in. Obviously, were, like, were they Zoom or were, or, or was it in person? Self-tape. Self-tape, okay. Yeah. Was, so you didn't have to go down to any of the, okay. No, no, uh, which is nice, you know. I mean, I like being in person too, but to be able to, like, just take your time with it. Right is just go at your own pace yeah go at your own pace and 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 get your best work out there for them to see it's just like you get to do it multiple times and that's really how it is on set like you 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 get to do take after take until you it feels good yeah um with auditions you get one shot and that's it it's just like sometimes it's not your best work and you're just like damn i wish i could do it again right you can't but with with self tapes you could do it as many times as you want send in your best best tape and right i remember it was so heartbreaking for me because i was um when i was at warner brothers there was a time where i was uh positioned close to some of the acting uh bungalows that they had and all you get is one take one shot and i would see people and they would either come out just destroyed and devastated or they would come out feeling like they just conquered the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I can guess how your audition just went. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, like, it's usually the ones that I knew that they were destroyed and whatever. It's not that they came out emotional or anything. Like, they were just stone silent. Mm-hmm. Stone silent. Mm-hmm. And the other ones that nailed it, they were like, hey, you have a great day, sir. Yeah, They're like yeah, talking yeah, to yeah. me. And I'm like, all right, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> People were coming out, like, giving me candy and everything. And I'm like, um, but, it, like, I, I, I've never been in an audition before, so I wouldn't even know being there. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, and so, yeah, it's just an insane thing for someone. Because it's like, I'm very self-confident within myself, so I'd be like, all right, that was perfect, so when do you guys want to hire me? Right. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that or not, where you were like... For sure. There have been roles, like auditions, where I'm just like, oh, wow, I nailed it. I was just like, oh, my gosh, I booked this. 
I know I booked this. I'm, I'm just waiting for the call, and then I don't even get a call back. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> guess I didn't do good. <laughs> I guess I didn't fit the part. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, but so- then there have been other times where I'm just like, shit, I fucked up. Or, oh, shoot, sorry. I messed Free up. to say whatever you want. I, I really messed that one up, and then I end up booking it, you know? It's like- <laughs> You're like... All right. So, so in in a situation like that, do you go towards the role kind of the same way that you did the audition, or do you realize you're like, no, I can do better? And do you come at it with a different mindset, or do you kind of go in and, well, I did it that way. Maybe they want it that way. Mm. Um. Well, I mean, when you're going into an audition, it really is like a, just a rehearsal, mm-hmm. and you should treat it as such because that's like. Uh, if they see you go in the first audition without sides, they'll, they won't bring you back. Really? Yeah. It's just like people will uh, will get their lines down so well and so like rehearsed that the casting directors are like, is that your like final like performance? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's not what we're looking for. So you, the, you're not um, directable. Like if that's, you know, so... Right. So, um, yeah, when I when I book a role, it's like it's always going to be different when the cameras are rolling because I've been able to dig deeper into the character and spent more time with with it and have been able to just really resonate more with the story. So obviously, you know, there comes a point where, like, for me. I'm self-conscious as all hell. Like, you know, like, I don't... I hate hearing the playback of, of myself on my own podcast. I'm like, no, don't do it. I don't do it. So for you, though, it's like, do you watch yourself... Like, because, like, when you were doing the auditions for the self-tape, when you watch them, you you kind of have to be critical of yourself. Are you, like are, like, are you able to, like, like, distance yourself from, like, being, you know, just, like... Like, oh my gosh, I, I don't like looking at myself on tape and be more critical? Or do you like, do the lines get blurred? Or are you able to look at it in a professional manner and be like, I loved it while your alter self is like saying, no, I hate it? Um, I don't mind watching myself or my work. I mean, you know, sometimes I think, oh, wow, I did a great job. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what was I doing? Like, uh, I wish I wish I could do it again, but I can't. Um, but for auditions, like for self-tapes, yeah, I mean, I, I like to feel comfortable with my work sending it out. Like, I, I like to put my best work out there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I cringe. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. <laughs> I get it. I understand that 100%. Yeah. So. All right. So um, we are we are finding ourselves in the middle of something that we've never experienced, a pandemic that has brought the world to a standstill. And... How did you acclimate to being forced into quarantine? Like, you know, did you go, did you enter it well or were you like, 
you know, odd with it? How were you like? What was that experience like? Well, I'm naturally a homebody. <laughs> I'm very introverted in that way. Um, so the lockdown was kind of like easy for me to to to, to get used to. Um, uh, and also just it felt good to know that everyone was able to chill out mm-hmm. and relax because especially in the city just everything is just so on all the time and there's so much you know just everyone has somewhere to be quickly and it's just like things needed to slow down I felt like um and also just for just thinking about the planet and how it was healing um how you know it went through a, a huge like reboot that it needed so desperately that made me felt feel really good as well um but for me I I just felt like it, it gave me some time to just just look in like like you know just look inward and some self-reflection self-reflection a lot of self-reflection and um and with the music, I just became really in, infused in, in my arts and with, you know, yes, I did the piano, but I also paint as well. And so I did started, I got to just be creative, whereas before I didn't really have much, much time for that. Um, seemingly, seemingly, I could always make time for it. And that's also, that's something that I'm learning. I'm just like, if it's something that I'm passionate about, there should be no excuse as to why I can't do it. I just got to make the time for it. Um, so yeah, painting and, and that also getting to know my sister again, because my sister literally moved in with me a week before the, the lockdown. Oh, wow. And so we really got to know each other quick mm-hmm. and, um, like more so than we already did. Obviously we're sisters and we know each other, but like as adults, living together was a whole different story and and now we're closer than ever we we've been able to like grow together and um and go through this experience together this this pandemic and just this complete shift of global shift um so yeah it it felt it felt really good and 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 i'm still doing pretty good you know there were some ups and downs but there's there's some downs definitely some downs but I'm able to I'm a very uh optimistic and uh optimistic person who knows how to um balance out my uh my emotions and um back back to being good being happy knowing that I don't have to worry knowing that everything is unfolding as it should and um yeah well i mean i think being in this industry you have you better be optimistic (laughs) right you you have to be optimistic absolutely um but no that's good that's good that you were able to look at this as like a sort of a blessing in disguise rather than everyone else that was like acting as if this was the worst thing to ever happen to them right 
and I've never actually had a break from acting. Mm-hmm. I've never been like, okay, I'm gonna. Well, there was one time back in like community college because I needed to like focus focus on my studies, but um, it wasn't for very long, and you know that it had been like ten years since then. So it just it actually did feel good to take a step back from the industry, um, just to breathe and just to actually just kind of um, reflect on my that passion like it's just like when I really start missing it like I wanted like I needed that spark of inspiration again like to actually miss acting to miss auditioning to 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 feel that that fire within me that got that has kept me going for so long it was ignited again and Mm -hmm. and now going back into auditions I'm just like hell yeah like yes it feels so good like wow I really 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 do love this thing (laughs) I really really (laughs) do love to act like you're like it was still there waiting for you so you know (laughs) you didn't like get bored and go off and find something else that's good no 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 which a lot of people I'm sure did it's like actually I don't really like this thing that I'm doing for a living I'm gonna pivot somewhere else but for me I'm just like no acting it brings me a lot of satisfaction and happiness and fulfillment in, in my soul and but then I, I also like started making candles too okay. <laughs> over the pandemic and that's become a new passion of mine um, and you didn't bring me one how dare you I did not actually I'm making a new batch today <laughs> so if you want one I will keep that in mind <laughs> I got uh-huh. you do you have like like what kind of candles are these? Are they scented? Or are they just like I mean like what do you got? Yeah, actually, are they therapeutic. They've evolved into something pretty cool. Um, I'm making like intention candles, so um, I'm like manifestation candles. I I have I put herbs and um, crystals in them okay. and make them really pretty and very specific crystals. Um, specific to like whatever you want to manifest gotcha. and yeah so I'm actually uh, thinking of well I'm, I'm going toward making it into something a little more serious and like you know creating a business sort of scenario out of it very cool yeah yeah, right. yeah. so that's something that's like been birthed um, recently very nice so once you're done you know getting nominated you know for next year's Oscars and everything like that you're gonna settle down on the candles <laughs> yeah I, which is great like I could do both simultaneously like I could have a business on the side but also be an actor like it's possible like what's her name um uh Gwyneth Paltrow yeah Goop. yeah 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 there's there's a lot of like actors who are also side entrepreneurs yeah. and I think that's really important especially with this pandemic that happens like so you can't like rely on you have to have your own thing. Like, yeah. You have to have your own income coming in from like something other than yeah the industry because the industry no. obviously can be shut down at any moment. Okay. No, I got you. Or I mean, like you could just step into it by accident. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, you're familiar with John Krasinski? Uh, yes. Jim from The Office. Um, he, I like, I don't know if you're familiar what he did. He started. Because, uh, like, the world was going to hell in a handcart, you know, like, there was so much bad news, coronavirus. See, so he made this little YouTube thing called Some Good News. Oh. 
and it was like 15 minutes worth and he did one episode and he got some of the people from the office to do it and talk about the good things that were going on around the world he did a few episodes of that i think like eight episodes later there was an actual showdown between cbs and another news network and they purchased it so he's now doing this legit now wow and you know he's now doing that you know until he's able to go back and doing whatever he does now so and what's funny is that he can do this from the safety of his own home he doesn't have to go to like a news network he doesn't have to go you know sit somewhere to potentially you know get himself infected with it whatever so it's great that you know that we're able to find our creative sides and moments of when we're least going to expect them because I can guarantee you that everybody that discovered that creative sense in coronavirus did not wake up January 1st mm-hmm. saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to be able to do this by the end of the year. Right, right. Yeah, I had no idea I would be making the candles this year. <laughs> I was like, this is the year I'm going to, like, coming off of the show, like, I was auditioning for major roles. Like, I was, like, I'm ready to book something and just, like, whew, you know. And then, nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> you know, now I'm making candles and making, like, lotions and body scrubs. And <laughs> just, like, all these do-it-yourself things. You're making all these things while, you know, your next big MCU role is being made. Right, yeah. And and I'm I'm very optimistic for my career moving forward, you know, when everything does, you know, eventually open back up. I'm, I'm super excited to be on set again set is such a magical experience well i mean here's to that and hopefully we will be ending the year off with you back on set yes yes hopefully to where you know i'm gonna be asking you hey can you come back on the podcast you're like gotta talk to my people (laughs) you gotta talk to my people yeah that's my pr all right so we're gonna end it with a couple questions okay a couple questions here um Favorite film of all time? Favorite film of all time? Well, you know, I. It's funny these these films that I that I'm thinking of. They're, I mean. They're not like super classic classics. Does not have to be. Come on, lay it on me. What but, do you got? Well, Amelie for one. Okay. That was big. That one because well, it's a French film mm-hmm. and it's like it's very inspiring. It's about mm-hmm. this this girl who dedicates her life to doing little acts, like kind acts for people, mm-hmm. um, without them knowing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, and also it just like sparked my musical you know inspiration with with piano and then Practical Magic I'm such a like a Practical Magic is one of my favorite Practical Magic Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock yes 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 I I, it never gets old like I I can watch that movie over and over and I like those two actresses specifically are I, idols like I, I love their work and and to see them at their prime right in their careers doing this movie together as witches like mm-hmm. so cool so cool um, I like it yeah I like it very nice 
Um, also, Blue Jasmine is another. Poem. Okay, Blue Ryan Gosling. No, uh, Blue Jasmine is uh, with Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. It was. Oh, I'm, it was oh, more I'm thinking of, an of another. Indie. Yeah, I'm. Th- well. Oh, Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine is what I'm thinking of. Blue Valentine's yeah. good too. Blue Valentine's. Blue good. Jasmine. Okay. But Blue Jasmine. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett is another like huge idol of mine as well. She, gotcha. Very versatile. My sister wanted to be Kate Blanchett's uh, villain role from Thor Ragnarok, um, and she couldn't do it because it's such an extremely like extravagant like costume that she is. I don't know if you've seen Thor Ragnarok, but she plays the villain in it, which it's like she's like the ultimate villain. Like she almost kills Thor, mm. and because she plays his big sister, mm. and she just has like this costume and. It's pretty much the only way because I see Kate Blanchett as like an as like a legend. She's a living legend. She really is. And the costume that she has, and the powers that she has, I'm like that is fitting to how she should be as a villain. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. no weaknesses, n- just pure strengths, and just like the the costume that she has. Like if you ever look into it, like, I I would love to, anything Kate Blanchett. I'm there. Like, she's just so ruthless and everything. I'm like, that's how the villain version of Kate Blanchett should be. Cool. And what's it called? Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Thor Ragnarok. It's, uh, I, I, like, I don't know if you have Disney Plus, but it's on Disney Plus, and I think it's on Netflix as well. Okay. Um, but she just plays such a fun, fun villain in that, where it's like, it's like you'd expect Kate Blanchett to be that powerful of a villain. Totally. Um... All right, these are going to be a little bit quirky. Something like, we're back in high school and we're playing 21 questions. Okay. House on the beach or cabin in the woods? Cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods? Yeah. Christmas in the Caribbean or snowed in on Christmas? Caribbean. Christmas in the Caribbean? Oh, but I love snow too. Oh, man, that's a tough one because I love snow. Uh... Shit, I'm changing my yeah, snow, <laughs> snow, 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 snow. Snowed in. Yeah. I've only seen it snow once in my life. Really? Really. And oh. and it was last year. It was last March. Wow. I was in northern Arizona and I was in a hotel and I had my I had my sheets closed or like my blinds closed and everything. I'm sitting there watching TV and just for kicks, I had wanted to see what it was like what was the what was the the day looking like and I opened up the blinds and it's just snow coming down mm. you gotta remember i grew up in phoenix i grew up in mesa arizona so i'm like 110 degrees year round not much time for snow to hit the floor um so yeah last march i saw snow for the first time wow. which i'm sure like you i mean northern california gets pretty chilly pretty cold year but round it doesn't, it doesn't snow but i you know like i had an aunt and uncle in reno and we'd go there okay. sometimes when it snowed and- <laughs> And also, just like Big Bear is very close. Big Bear. Big Bear. You know. I haven't been there in a while. I I, I need to go back up. Yes, I would suggest it. I I need to go back up. Um, if you could win a gold medal in any Olympic event, which would it be? Oh wow. Uh. Probably softball. <laughs> Although it's not like. It's, softball. It's, what position? Um, are you the pitcher or are you like the star center fielder? I've played every position. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I've played softball since I was five, and I still play to this day. It's a huge passion of mine. Um, but I, I would probably say shortstop. Okay. Yeah. Have any baseball role models? Any, any idols? For softball. Well, I mean, like you know, like, like baseball like, in, in yeah, general. Yeah, like just in general, softball. You know, baseball. Oh well, oh, well, let me ask you this. Did you emulate anybody growing up? Did you ever pretend to be someone while, like, while you were playing, while you are at the plate? I, w- I had the chance to go see the UCLA play. Okay. Um, and they, it was just like, they are at Olympic level of softball. Yeah. It's just like... I prefer USC, but best. you know, UCLA's all right. Yeah, I saw, I saw your, your Trojan. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I I was just like, gosh, I, I just I hope I'm that good one day, and you know, I was actually like training to, you know, go to college, like get a scholarship for college. Um, but I bet you decided to be a badass actress instead. Basically, <laughs> yeah. sword wielding actress. Which which term do you prefer? Do you, are you? I mean, like, forgive the 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 ignorance of the question. Actor or actress? Um, probably actress. Actress? Yeah. Because the only reason why I'm asking is because, you know, I've met a lot of actresses who are like, no, I'm an actor. Yeah. I mean, actor too. I mean, I, I don't get offended if someone calls me an actor. Like, I'm an actor. I mean, yeah, that, mm. that, that is what I am. Uh, I mean, actress is just like more of a feminine way of saying it. Um, right. I don't mind either way. Now, before we get into the last couple questions, I just had a couple questions about, um, you had said your character in Islos came out. Yeah. How was that for you, trying to relate to something like that? Well, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually bisexual. Okay. So, I have been in a relationship with a woman before way back when um so and also just like the storyline that she had like she ends up falling in love with her best friend and that's kind of what happened with me um like I started having feelings for a very close friend of mine and that's what like kind of like I was just like oh snap I think I'm bisexual (laughs) so we had so like it was right after that relationship mm-hmm. that I auditioned for Jocelyn, and the story was very similar. Um, so it was actually pretty easy for me to uh, to connect to it. So, okay, yeah. very cool, very cool. Yeah. I can't say the same for me if I ever get a role of a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do my best. Spend my birthdays down in West Hollywood, which I have done before. West Hollywood's fun. Oh. If I could remember the majority of it, I'm pretty sure it was as well. It's pretty out there. Yes, yes. I, like I said, that birthday was unreal, unreal. I was having shots at at the Abbey for breakfast. Someone bought me three shots for breakfast at the Abbey, and I'm like, this birthday is going to be blurry. Um, so. Was there, I mean, a, with the movement that is going on right now in Hollywood, which I personally believe that, that it is a movement of the Latino wave that is coming, 
Um, do you see shows like Islos being more prevalent now, or do you feel that we're having difficulties? Because um, what was it? As recently was it the Baker, the Beauty and the Baker? That was like a show on ABC. It was prime time, mainly almost 100% Latino. Didn't even last a full season. Right. And it's like, how do you see? Because Islos was was a pretty successfully ran show. Um, do you see us making my prediction correct or do you think it's still going to be a long time before we see, you know, like, you know, a Latino gracing the cover of a, of a Marvel film or something like that? I think that the progression of Latinos in the industry is very strong right now. Like, we are seeing uh, multiple shows pop up, uh, Latino shows like Vida Vida is a, was actually pretty popular but I think they're they're done now I think they're so they're honking in support the production is like shutting down but but still it was it was it was popular it was popular and then there's also another show that that had it's called um Hentified 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 which actually my sister was in the pilot for that she was in the pilot she really which one was she I love that show Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, she played... Oh, gosh, I can't remember. I don't know the names of the, the characters, but she was... I'm so ashamed that I don't know that. She was one of uh, the, the, in the the lesbian couple. Mm-hmm. She was, she was like, the more butcher one. Okay, all right. Butch, but, like... I love that show. And you know what? I unfortunately didn't give it a shot at the beginning. It took, like, a few months, thanks to the pandemic, for me to, like, sit there. And I'm like, all right. and I And I was hooked. Yeah. I, I binge watched it in one weekend. Yeah, so good. See, so there's shows like like, like that that are coming out and and uh, and being recognized uh, mainstream. And um, I think it's just gonna continue going in that direction. To be honest, you know, Latinos are coming up, and and people can't deny it. It's just gonna happen. It's Do inevitable. you prefer the? Because um, I was actually schooled on this. Because I said it once out loud, and they were like, uh, no. Um, Latinx. Oh, I was, that's so funny. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, Latinx. Yeah, Latinx. That's, that's the more appropriate way to describe. Yeah, because I, I mean, like, like, it's like, forgive my ignorance to my own people, you know. Like, I grew up, you know, saying, oh, that's the Latino way, you know. That's the Latin way. And then it was like, no, it's the Latinx way. So, yes, that was, uh, like, my sister, my older sister, actually, actually was the one that was explaining it to me and everything like that. And she's always been the brains um, of it. And uh, so, um, how do you see 2020 going for you up until now? And how, what's your, what's your own personal forecast for the rest of the year? Personal forecast... Well, um, I'm just going to continue to follow my heart, man. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I have these, um, these new little passions that I, that I have going right now. And, um, I'm just going to see where that takes me. And then with, with acting and that's not going anywhere. So <laughs> I'm, it's going up. That's where it's going. Yeah. It's, it's, it's only it's new skyrocketing. I only see good things happening for, for the rest of 2020. 
whether we're in lockdown or not, you know, there's there's always good to to be like there's always great experiences to be had. It's just, it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah. There, you are right about that. You are definitely right about that. All right. A couple serious questions here. Will my Dodgers win the World Series this year? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not a hater of the Dodgers. That one hurt, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a hater of the Dodgers, but they are like the biggest rivals of Giants. As you guys know. have won three World Series in the last 12 years, and you can't even let me have one. Nope, nope, nope. Humor me and just tell me, are you at least a Laker fan? Yeah. Yeah. I like the Lakers. Uh, I like the Lakers. I'm also a Warriors fan. Yeah, I knew that one was coming. Notice how I didn't ask that one. (laughs) Because I knew that. Um, No, it's funny because my godson, he's eight. And it's like he loves basketball. He's, but he was he's growing up in a time that it's like the Warriors were like, you know, always winning. And it's like my Lakers were like a, were a dumpster fire before LeBron got there. So it's yeah. like uh, he plays intramural basketball. And like so whenever he makes a three-pointer or something, he does Steph Curry's like celebration little move. Like he like he'll like cock his arm back like he's shooting. And I'm like, no, we need to teach him Kobe things. We need to teach him Laker mannerisms. <laughs> He loves the Warriors. He loves Clay. He went as Clay Thompson as Halloween a few years ago. Really? Yeah, my sister drew like a little goatee and mustache around like that, and he had his full warrior uniform. Wow. He loves the Warriors, but I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. <laughs> Good <I'm> luck. St- <laughs> yes. Um, so, last question, and it's a bit of a morbid question. Okay. You're on death row. Your last meal. <laughs> what are you choosing? What is the one meal that is your favorite of, of all time? Okay. And I know I'm asking you the one question you're probably hating me for because you're starving. <laughs> yes, I am fasting, you guys. I am fasting today. She's fasting today, and I'm asking her questions about food. If you ever want to know how evil I am, this is it. <laughs> um, I... I love salmon. Okay. So if I had a really yummy grilled salmon, like honey, uh, just like uh, honey salmon with some rice. I'm really simple. Rice in a salad. Like that's like a really delicious meal for me. And it's healthy. If I'm going to go out, I don't want to eat junk. <laughs> I want it to be a really good, healthy meal. So, yeah, some, some salmon and rice. That's all I. That's what do you? What do you? Maybe, uh, maybe some French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe some French fries some from French McDonald's. Fries. You know, no, just go out with from that. From Rodini Park, they have oh, okay. they have their park fries, and it's uh, it's both regular fries and sweet potato fries mixed together. Oh, okay. So I may have to go there after. Oh my gosh! I will. So <laughs> you can watch me. <laughs> I'll let you smell them. Um, Torture. Um, what are you drinking it with? Mm. Glass of red, glass of milk. What are you washing it down with? Oh, okay. Probably like an, a, a mezcal. Like, a mezcal. A mezcal, like margarita or something. Margarita, okay. All right. All right. But like a healthy one. 
not just pumped with sugar. <laughs> but I love mezcal. It's like my favorite drink. Mezcal. Have you tried, um, uh, was it uh, Dos Hombres? That's the one from uh, Brian Cranston and uh, and 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 uh, Aaron Paul. Uh-uh. The ones from Breaking Bad. They made their own mezcal. Oh, did they? Yeah, they made their own mezcal. Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, it's it's it, it's pretty good. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I haven't tried the Rocks tequila yet. No, me neither. I'm afraid I'm gonna be let down by it because I'm a stickler when it comes to tequila. Because tequila for me is like. That's the one. Like, I'm not that much of a stickler about vodka or scotch or anything like that. But tequila for me, it's like, I'm very particular about it. Mm. And I'm afraid that I'm going to, because I love The Rock. I've been a fan of his since I was like a little kid. So I'm afraid that if I have it and it's going to be terrible, I'm going to be disappointed. Well, you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Like, I thought that Casa Amigos was going to be a joke of a tequila. And I absolutely love it. And, yeah. and I love it. And, I, and like, I love it. Um, all right. So... Before we end this, would you like to give the six and a half people listening, you know, your, you know, your, your social media, where people can see where Andrea's next move will be? Okay. Uh, as far as social media, you can, you can catch me at Dre Sixtos. Um, and that's, that's actually on all platforms with Twitter as well. Um, although I never use Twitter, to be honest. <laughs> I never use it. But Instagram is where I'm most active. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. Don't worry, we're not going to ask for the home address or anything like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, as far as, like, where to see, like, as far as, like, my work. Like, yeah. What, where can they find like Arrow? Out, oh, you can, you can check out it. Uh, High is on Hulu. You'll find it on Hulu. And then um, on Arrow, it's it's you can find all seasons on netflix so all seasons on netflix well that's the, the entire planet so so everybody listening has no excuse to go watch arrow yeah i don't have hulu so i will i will steal someone's hulu and watch that yeah. <laughs> it's worth it it's actually a really awesome beautiful show and i actually didn't know what it was until um so there was a girl that worked on a show her name's vivian Yes. Um, yes, I I I know her. I actually escorted her and her parents through Warner Brothers one time. Oh, did you? Yeah. So that's how I learned of Islos. Oh, because she was on. She did a show on there. I can't remember, but yeah, she's she's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. And um and so uh, well, Andrea, it has been an honor, and I do thank you, and we thank you for being the very first guest. <laughs> of hopefully a long line of guests on the May I Have a Word podcast. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. It has been our pleasure, our honor. Good times. All right. All right, everybody. That's it for this week's episode. You guys continue to find it. Subscribe it. You guys have a great weekend. I love you guys. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And uh, we'll talk to you on Monday or Tuesday. Talk to you Tuesday. Love you guys.